0: Hello, and welcome to Once More, a podcast where two best pals rewatch, reexamine, re-examine, and review our favorite movies, TV shows, and series. I'm Jen Katz. And
1: I'm Ryan Something.
0: Hi, Ryan. Hi, Jenny. We're recording... Our podcast. We're doing it. I'm so excited. I am pumped. Yeah. It's been a while. So happy to be here. We are we've been doing this ourselves. It's taken a while to figure it out, but we're doing it. That's okay. We're recording.
1: We're learning as we go.
0: We are. So as you might have guessed, I'm Jen.
1: And I'm Ryan.
0: And we started this podcasting journey. I mean, geez, what? 20. It was before my oldest was born. It's probably 2015, 2016.
1: Yeah. I think 2016, 17, something like that. Yeah. We had a meeting at
0: Did have a meeting. We,
1: I have the notes from that meeting.
0: Yeah, you do. I do. Oh, I okay. do. please don't say what our name was. I won't, but, <laughs> but it was I'll, embarrassing.
1: But I did love the notes. I mean, we came up with some great podcast discussion ideas, just floating different ideas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a little bit about us. We've been friends for
1: long time. Yeah, almost like 14 15 years. Yeah,
0: we met in 2011 through mutual friends and pretty immediately we we would chat, but like I feel like the first big conversation we had or long conversation we had mm. was at the Halloween party at yeah. the bar that one night when you were dressed as Jason Stackhouse. That's right, it was. From True Blood. And we both were like, "Oh, True Blood. I had just started watching it because my now husband had was watching it and I got the first couple seasons on DVD from Netflix. Wow. Yeah. I was watching it on a DVD player. Yeah. I know. I know. It
1: seems like generations ago.
0: It does. It seems so long ago. So I was watching True Blood. You were caught up. You loved the show.
1: I was a True Blood fanatic and I just stumbled across it. I had no idea. Oh, really? I I remember the night that I was in my bed and I was watching HBO, and I was like, "What is this show? It was wild. Insane. I hadn't seen anything like it before." Uh-huh. And I, I, I love kind of crazy, insane like shows where it's like pushing the boundary. And I'm like, okay, most people are not going to get into this, but like, I'm down. Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> yeah, like sexy southern vampires went to school in baton rouge so it's like the the southern louisiana thing was like oh, oh yeah my, I was of that yeah. yeah up my alley for sure
0: yeah you hosted a true blood watch party for one of the seasons i can't remember which season it was mm-hmm. you made i think you made a jambalaya i did you had purchased the true blood drink listen we were it was so well done I,
1: but yeah i had the the true blood six-pack
0: Oh, I remember that. It was like orange and, blood orange soda, basically. Yeah, it's like a blood orange
1: soda. Yeah. But, like was getting down with the theme of like so Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So God, I love that show and loved all the the characters. I mean, what a cast.
0: What a cast. So he, yeah,
1: true blood. Yeah. Was our was our big bonding our first bond.
0: So we bonded over that and then pretty quickly realized that we loved a lot of the same things. We both like to read. Yeah. We both love a story. We are liberal arts people. Mm-hmm. I have a bachelor's degree in history, minor in English, and we have a really like great group of friends here. I'm married to one of them, mm-hmm. but they're very business oriented. They are very successful, and there are sometimes industry people. Yes, business, and, and we love them. We love it. them so much. Thank God. Like I, that's I need that person in my life yeah, absolutely. But you know, it was we would find ourselves when we were all hanging out, like talking about. True Blood or some random obscure movie from the 1980s or 90s. Yeah, and tr- that's just been our friendship for a lot of the like time we've known each other. We just bond over the same things. It's so nice. I we- remember
1: sitting at your house and this was sometime into our friendship, but early on in, in your old house, like your old, old house and sitting on the couch and I brought over like all of my DVDs yes. and we just started flipping through yep. the DVDs and we were talking about what we had watched, mm-hmm. what we hadn't watched. Yep. Like, oh, you have to see this. Oh, yeah. You and you're like, oh, I had not seen that.
0: Yeah. And vice versa. And vice like, versa.
1: You're like, oh, have you seen this? And yeah.
0: I'm like, no, I hadn't. Like, yeah. Let's go. And that's and where this came from. Like just sharing like a, our love.
1: Planning that seat.
0: Yeah. And as the world was pretty much shut down for two years mm-hmm. and we spent a lot of time watching movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. that's always been a comfort for me. That's what we like to do. We like to mm-hmm. tell each other like, hey, watch this. Don't say anything about murders in the building. I'll get to it. And we like to something that brings us comfort and joy. we like to share with the other, and that's what we want to do here. yeah, talk about things we always go back to, sure that we love that we watch over and over again, and, and talk about it with you, yeah, our listeners exactly. and hopefully people who have seen all these things will be here enjoying it adding to the conversation and maybe people who have never watched Buffy will come and be like you know what I'm gonna join this podcast and I'm gonna watch this show and learn to love it and Ryan's giving me a look because I jumped the gun a little bit but jump the shark Ryan yes do you want to tell everyone what we will be covering first on once more
1: so first up is your favorite show my favorite Buffy Buffy the the Vampire Vampire
0: Slayer. Slayer I love Buffy. I started watching Buffy and you you don't say <laughs> shocking, Wow. I started watching Buffy in probably 2011. I was in college, and someone I was in college with in a couple classes, one was a a Shakespeare, a Shakespearean acting class, yeah Oh, this is perfect. Yeah. And he was talking about Buffy in a couple podcasts that I was listening to at the time. Always talked about Buffy. I was like, what I don't I was when it came out in 1997, I was seven. So I wasn't watching Buffy, watching Rugrats or Doug or something. And so when I started watching it, I was immediately like, what is this? And how did I miss this? I loved it from the jump. The first season, as we'll get into, is a little shaky, but I love this show. I rewatch it all the time. As Ryan alluded to, I talk about it all the time. Mm -hmm. If I could have named my first child Buffy, I might have. She tried. I tried. And I... I just love this show and I appreciate you wanting to do this as our big launch, but also just watching it in general. So when did you start watching Buffy, Ryan, and why?
1: I started watching Buffy sometime in early 2023, the year of our Slayer. (laughs) And I guess the initial jump into Buffy came out of wanting to find things that that were important to the people in my life yeah. that are important You're really to good me about
0: that
1: and this has been something that has been as she's alluded to so important for for Jenny and and all yeah. of, and everything i mean every conversation there would be a moment that we go back to Buffy or yeah. there would be a reference to Buffy or there would be a, just a mention of Buffy or one of the characters or one of the actors. Oh, that person wasn't Buffy or or, or a <laughs> band or something like that. Yeah. There was like always a reference that would tie us back. And I thought to myself in early 2023, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm interested. Why does, why is this show so important to her? Uh, because you're so important to me. And I wanted to understand what what was it. Yeah. So I said, hey, I'm going to give this a whirl. Hey. Uh, I'm not going to tell her.
0: Yeah, you didn't tell me. And I
1: did not tell you. So anyway, so I started rewatching, or excuse me. So I started watching Buffy. Started with season one. Got through episode one and two. Got through episode one. I was like, ooh.
0: You and most people. Yeah.
1: Got through episode two. And I was like, okay, listen, there's, there's some promise here. Yeah. And I just got hooked. This was early in the year and... There was some some free time that I had on my hand, so I started streaming it just back to back. Hulu had it. so oh, you yeah. could Stream it on Hulu. Hulu, if you're listening.
0: Sponsor us. So
1: I started watching Buffy on Hulu and I was hooked. I'm going to start making notes on it because I'm like, I wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah. But I didn't know when I was ready to tell you that I was watching it. I was like, am I just going to get through the entire series of Buffy which I think I was trying to do yeah I think I was trying to get through the entire series of Buffy and then just kind of like boom <laughs> mic drop it on yeah. you and just kind of like blow your mind but I couldn't help myself I yeah I have to tell you so we had lunch sometime over the summer maybe June July
0: yeah I think it's yeah probably July yeah
1: we went to <laughs> went to a great place in Austin and had lunch and I remember at that lunch telling you I was like yeah hey, I'm, I gotta tell you something I, I can't hold it in any longer and anyway, so I remember having lunch with you and telling you about Buffy, and you were like, Oh my God, shut up. Like, <laughs> I can't wait to talk to you about it. And I'm like, And I showed you my notes. Oh my God. Where I have literally, I've counted it 42 pages yeah. of notes that I kept throughout each episode, all the way through season five of just my thoughts of what was going on. I'm like, questions of what was going on that I just wanted to talk to you yeah. about and ask you questions. But no. yeah, that's anyway, that's where it got started.
0: And it's, it's again, a testament to you as a person and our friendship that that meant so much to you to know something that means so much to me. And when you showed me your 42 pages of notes, mm-hmm. I saw where you left off and I said, oh, okay, my gosh. please, because this is season five, we're going to, we are not going to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say the name of this episode. Don't Google anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you asked me. You're yeah.
0: Like, it's like, have you gotten to the body? And you said, no,
1: I said, I'm working my way up to it because I know it was such a you have referenced that that episode so much. I was like, okay, Uh I'm working my way up to this. this, It's not really a penultimate episode. Just working my way up to this episode that Mm -hmm. is so big. And you really stop. Stop right now. Yeah. Whoa. And I wanted to watch it with you. And I think that's part of the other reason why I stopped. And told you when I told you is because I'm I was in I was enjoying the show because
0: season five's great
1: and taking notes was great but I really wanted to watch this with you yeah I don't know I just felt yeah. like I was missing something there
0: you I think you were maybe a couple episodes before the body and yeah. I again try not to spoil so I won't mm-hmm. get into anything I was like hey let me know when you get here because I want to watch it with you And you're like okay. well why didn't you come over you can watch this one and I won't say the name of it because I don't want uh-huh. to get too spoilery yeah. but. We did and we had so much fun just watching and commentating and it hit me. I was like, this could be the podcast though. This is it. This could be it. Yeah. And at first we went back and forth, like, is it gonna be just a Buffy podcast? Right. What are we gonna do? And I think we fell on the side of like, we wanna talk about Buffy first, but we don't wanna be like hemmed in because yeah. if when Buffy when we're done with Buffy, what do we do? What are we gonna do? So we just realized, hey, there's so much other stuff. You had recently showed us the movie, "The Secret of My Success," Uh, around the same time, and so we're and you love that movie. You've seen it a lot. You know it. I love it. So I we were just thinking about, like, wait a second, why don't we just talk about all the things that are nostalgic to us and that we love? Yeah. And I hadn't seen it, but you had. Yeah. And there's some stuff that I've seen that you haven't had. So there's some things that I've seen that you haven't. And we were like, wait a second, we'll just once more you watch the thing one more time yeah. i don't even want to say how many times i've seen buffy or gossip girl hey, or <laughs> listen or the movie midnight in paris don't at me about what's his woody. woody he's awful he sucks sure i believe everything dylan farrow has said i do love that movie and it is comforting to me yeah. so
1: we can get into talking about separating the art from. Some of the artists
0: that does come up, even in Buffy, yeah, and
1: and even in Buffy, which Mm -hmm. we'll get into as we get into first season one and two.
0: I mean, even might get into it now, really, because Buffy broke ground in so many ways. It is a feminist icon, or Buffy is a feminist icon to a lot of people. It portrayed women as being strong and powerful and the things that monsters and men need to be scared of, but the creator. The showrunner Joss Whedon has a very problematic history and a lot of it has only come out in the past few years.
1: Yeah. This is something that I didn't know even even watching it for yeah. the first five seasons. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Joss Whedon, like I said, is the creator and showrunner. He he has been accused. So everything I'm saying is alleged. He has not been convicted of anything in any court of law. He has been accused of sexism racism, mistreatment, verbal abuse, mental abuse, and some, some of the accusations are coming from people on Buffy and we'll touch on it more as we go through the show, but I wanted to address it before we really get into it because it is uncomfortable and you can't talk about Buffy without talking about Joss. So we will, we're not going to avoid it, but we're also here to talk about the things we do love. So yeah, it's not going to be all doom and gloom, but I'm not going to pretend.
1: I think that's going to yeah. be one of the great things about this podcast is being able to dissect it in mm-hmm. this way. Hey. Yeah. Here here's some things that were going on during the season through like the theme of the show, but also at the same time here's what was going on
0: behind the scenes.
1: Behind the scenes, uh-huh. and that's interesting. Like you mm-hmm. you're getting a, a glimpse or a look. And that's why I'm really excited to do the podcast and talk about Buffy with you because you are the Buffy fanatic and you are our expert in the Buffyverse and I'm a first timer. And even though I've watched through season five, I probably at this point could not remember the episodes without going back to my notes. Yeah. Obviously, there are some standouts (laughs) that we'll get to that Mm -hmm. I cannot forget. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about it with you.
0: Me too. On that note let's get into the episode so today we're going to talk about welcome to the hellmouth the first episodes of season one of buffy the vampire slayer welcome to the hellmouth premiered on the wb on march 10th 1997 it was written by joss whedon and directed by charles martin smith hey ryan hi jenny what can you tell me about the WB's dancing frog mascot that you've told me? And I had no idea.
1: Michigan J Frog. I
0: still don't believe that's a real thing. It's
1: a real thing. No. You can check know. it out. There's probably YouTube videos. Must be. There
0: must be. What it was his little ditty?
1: <laughs> so, Mich- Michigan J Frog was the frog from a cartoon by Warner Brothers, which was Looney Tunes. Okay. And it's a construction worker that unearths this. This box that is been buried in concrete.
0: Sounds like a Buffy episode already.
1: It's just like very mysterious. And he opens the box and there's a frog.
0: Lo and behold.
1: Croak. And he's like, okay, just a regular frog. The frog breaks into song and dance.
0: With a top hat.
1: With a top hat (laughs) and a cane. I don't know. Yes, I think he has a top hat. I don't know if he has a cane. But he's got this routine and it's, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling." Hello, my ragtime gal. Hey. Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. Oh,
0: my God. God. If
1: you refuse me, honey, you'll lose me. Then you'll be left alone. So, baby, telephone and tell me I'm your own. And he only performs for the construction worker.
0: Only the one.
1: Only the construction worker. So the construction worker is like, oh, my God, like, this is it. I have found a singing frog. And so he goes <laughs> to his friends.
0: His meal ticket.
1: And, yes, the meal. T- absolutely. So he goes yeah. to his friends and the friends that the frog doesn't perform. So he mm-hmm. takes the frog home and the frog performs. And not only performs that song, but many other, like, vaudeville, like, routines.
0: Does he talk or does he just sing? He's
1: singing. It's, it's to- He doesn't talk he does to the guy. All he does is perform. All he okay. does is sing and dance across the room, across okay. the tabletops, like, anywhere. <laughs> okay. So the dude's like, this is it. This is it. So he runs to, like, a talent agent presents the frog in the box on the desk and the talent agent's like, okay. (laughs) The frog croaks. They call security. (laughs) They throw him out on his, on his duff into the street. Yeah. And. so he rents a theater himself, the construction worker. Okay. And he puts up signs singing frog.
0: Why? Okay.
1: Okay. And so it's opening night. Okay. And the, the place is packed and the frog has been practicing and rehearsing And the curtain comes up and all you hear is croak.
0: What is this?
1: And the man goes insane.
0: I'm sure he does. He's been gaslit by a frog.
1: And he buries the frog in the box in another set of concrete. And so you figure out how the frog got to where he was when he found him in the first place. And it's because he drove somebody else mad before.
0: And the frog.
1: He only will perform for the person who finds the box.
0: Is he like this is an episode of Buffy. Like the frog is under some kind of curse.
1: Perhaps. Or the frog's just like... An asshole? No. I mean, yes, he's he's a a magical asshole frog.
0: Who hasn't dated one of those before? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Anywho. All right. So now that we know about Michigan J-Frog. J-Frog. Check Love him out, it. everyone. And we, so
1: he became the WB mascot for years.
0: And I remember that. The WB. I think he had a cane when he was the mascot. He might. He um, was like I'm, tap dancing or uh, something. Uh,
1: it's vague in my mind whether yeah. or not like we'll the, the fact peanut that. guy had the cane or the frog the had the cane. guy. Remember the peanut dude? Oh,
0: Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Yeah. He definitely has a cane. So now let's let's get into it, Ryan. Let's get into okay. it. Okay. Cue the music. Cue the music. Oh, actually, no. Because this first episode starts with the weird intro. That's right. The guy saying, in a world or what? No, not in a world. That's... <laughs> okay, cut. He's that's, like...
1: That's the the movie yeah, preview guy. In a guy. world. In a world. Yeah. We're a vampire. Yeah. Uh,
0: what does he say?
1: You I still did, I don't knew. know this. <laughs> I
0: still... I've seen the show so And many you've times.
1: seen every season of this show yeah. for how many years now? 20? No. 30 years?
0: I would have been. No, I started watching it in 2011. Oh, okay. Sorry. Jeez. Hard to be fanatic, my rifle. Speaking of feet, we'll get into the shoes later. But, okay, we do the intro that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we cut to a school at night. It's very dark. creepy. It's
1: it's very mysterious. Mm-hmm. It's got like thriller vibes, like the music videos. Very, very that,
0: very yeah. that, yeah. And it's got the, the the like ding 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 ding, ding like classic horror movie right. music. And the like, I'm not a cinematographer, so I don't know the right word, but the kind of slow shot where you feel like you're creeping and sneaking mm-hmm. onto something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: Something's up. You know
0: that something's yeah. not right. It's spooky. And then all of a sudden, bam, psh,
1: glass break sound.
0: Yeah. Glass break sound. The guy. is it a real thing? Can you wrap like cloth or a jacket around your arm and just break through glass without cutting yourself?
1: I think you can. If you wrap enough cloth around your arm, obviously, Always
0: in movies if
1: you're shows. just doing like the. Pull the, the fist into <laughs> your sleeve. I wish
0: everyone could see this. Right. Ryan has he's got like a crew neck sweater, which is great, by the way. I also have a matching one. And he like pulled a crew neck sleeve over his hands like making a fist. (laughs) So we see the guy bust through and he is with a, a young lady. Sure. A lady in a schoolgirl outfit. So we are to presume she goes to a Catholic school or she goes to school here. We don't know.
1: We presume that she's innocent and that he mm-hmm. is the one that's like leading her on, which I think he probably felt.
0: Oh, I think that guy was a total yeah. creep.
1: Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm going to take this chick and break into my, my Old high school. High school. Or just any school or an old. And here's the thing. We don't know if, like what this is. It just kind of looks like a scary old building at night.
0: I think. No, they show it's like a. it looks like a science lab. You can see desks in mm-hmm. one of the shots and like a blackboard.
1: As a first-time watcher, I don't know where they are.
0: Okay, I are guess. Are they on a
1: university campus? Are they in a science lab?
0: We don't know. That's true. We don't know. But she does ask, like, do you go to school here?
1: But we know something's up. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Okay. She says,
0: that. Do you go to school here? hmm And he said, I used to. And I'm like, creep, gross. Why are you taking high school students back to your old high school to, to smooch?
1: To be an Ian e smooch.
0: I don't. I don't know about you. I don't want to presume. But I never broke back into my old high school to make out. Didn't happen.
1: Didn't break into high school to make out.
0: You paused a little bit. Like maybe you were.
1: I went back to my old high school.
0: not But not to like make out.
1: No. Just to see like some old teachers and friends that were just a couple of years behind me. Yeah. I was just still a freshman sophomore in college. So it's like you want to check in with folks and just see familiar faces. Not me.
0: I blew that popsicle stand. Yeah. Bye. I, I was ready to get out of my hometown. Yeehaw. Nobody understood me. Okay. So. What I love about the first episode, because a lot of times when you watch a pilot episode of a show, it's rough. And there this is rough. Rough. But the good that they do is so good because they are setting up themes for the entire series pretty much immediately. Yes. It's a good it's gonna be horror supernatural. Mm-hmm. And we see that like right away when this young woman, we don't know her name yet, was is playing innocent, but then has, like is basically confirming no one else is around. Mm-hmm. And then Blips the script. Blips the script. She's a vampire. Didn't we, see that one coming. Because, again, like you mentioned, the typical horror tropes we're supposed to think she's the innocent one. Sure. She's going to get I murdered. I didn't know what
1: to expect as yeah. the first episode. I didn't know if he was going to just, like, be the bad guy. He was going to
0: be the vampire. I think maybe. he
1: was totally going to be the bad guy. But little did he know. Little did he know. Someone badder was with him.
0: And, and flips liked the script. And I like that it was
1: early on, too. Me, it's too. Like, you're straight into a vamp
0: Yeah. It's so punchy. Like, you're start. We're telling you right now we are flipping the script on horror. This is a show on vampires. The little blonde girl in the cute little skirt. Watch and the, out. Sh- yes. Always. And I mean, this guy was such a douche. Like, I wrote in my notes like.
1: <laughs> Whoa, the language.
0: <laughs> yeah, I said, hell Sorry. yeah, eat his ass. And then as I said it. I was like, okay. well,
1: All right. Eat well, his ass, folks.
0: Hell yeah, eat his ass, folks. I meant eat him as a vampire, but sure, consenting adults, consenting adults sick guitar Ryan, <laughs> why don't you tell us how you feel about the intro?
1: Um, it it took, took me a little while to come around to it. As we know, I have seen Buffy season one through five once. Correct. Okay. This is
0: his second watch through, and
1: I'm watching it on Hulu. And the thing with Hulu is you cannot skip the intro,
0: Mm-mm.
1: at least not to Buffy. I don't know if you can. Skip I don't think you can at the all. The intro on in any of the other shows, but I couldn't on this one. And for those of you just watching Buffy, you'll figure out that the theme song comes at you hard. And it's like right off the bat. And and it's a long theme song. Like it's not one of those short little like, welcome. No, it's like hardcore. It is. Get your black t-shirts on, pull up your Doc Martin boots.
0: (gasps) I'm wearing Doc Martens right now.
1: Lace them up and get ready to go hard. And so it was when you're streaming it, And when you're binge watching, which is how I initially got into watching Buffy, it was over and over and over again. Like every hour, here comes the theme song. Oh, and it's not just the beginning. It's also the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. It can be jarring. It's jarring. Yeah. I love it, but I think it's just because it's Buffy. Watching the intro credits, Mm -hmm. my first thought is these people are babies. I follow all these people on social media with the exception of Nicholas Brendan. I don't, I can't get in all that, but everybody is, I've just seen how they look now. And you look mm-hmm. back and like Sarah Michelle Gellar, I think was 18, 19. Anthony Stewart head might've been in his thir- late thirties, early forties, mm-hmm. which Giles is hot. Giles is hot. Watching it in 2011. I still was like, Giles is the parent. He's a dad. And now as a 33 year old woman of mature taste, Eat his
1: ass. Already. Anyway,
0: anyway yeah no i mean sarah if, michelle listen.
1: sarah michelle i mean yeah. come on she's she's I mean, amazing i think she's my age i think we're the same age. she might be a couple years older than i am but yeah uh, maybe i mean how old were period, you in
0: 1997 i was 17 so maybe she maybe she's like yeah two years older than you
1: yeah i mean she was like the cat's meow
0: oh yeah for sure
1: i mean my goodness cruel intentions Oh, God.
0: catherine What's her last name in that movie?
1: Mm, it's the French word. She March, plays... Martoul. Mart...
0: Yeah. Yeah, Martoul.
1: Yeah, Martoul yeah. Like so that. she's she's playing the, uh, yes, it's a remake of Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah. Yeah. Add it
0: to the list. We will get into Cruel Intentions on this podcast. Cruel Intentions. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. Okay. okay. Back to Buffy. Back to Buffy. So yeah, now we're in a bedroom. It's
1: a dream state,
0: right? Dream state. We What's see... going on here? We see a woman laying in bed and she's there's like cut flash scenes of tossing and turning, tossing and turning. Like you said, there's dream space. There's
1: murder, mayhem, destruction. Lots of
0: spooky images. Yes. There's vampires. There's blood burbling. Burbling There's zombie looking vampire things. A weird statue of a goddess. God, goddess. I'm not sure. Shiva. Mm -hmm. Wait, Shiva. Shiva is when people die in Judaism. Yes. Uh. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. And what's happening? Like, we have no idea. We're just thrown into this person's sure. headspace. Spooky wondering, dreams. Wonder what's
1: going on until you hear.
0: Buffy, Buffy, you don't want to be late for your first day.
1: And you're realizing it's just all a dream. It's all a dream. It's a premonition.
0: It seems like it. Yeah. So it's got
1: to be, right? Storytelling. It's film storytelling. Like, you know, like, there's a reason for it.
0: And it's going to be important in some way. Like, that's pretty evident. And then I also noted full face of makeup. Of She's sleeping in a full face of makeup. Of course. What a time. Yes. I. You're lucky if I get in a full face of makeup anytime these days. Uh, okay. So, full face of makeup, crazy dreams. We know this is someone named Buffy, and okay. it's her first day of school. This is one of the things that's really good about this first episode is the writing yes. is so it's it's so intentional Mm -hmm. without saying this is Buffy Summers and this is her first day of school or her mom saying Buffy are you having those crazy premonition dreams again that might turn out to be real
1: let's hold your hand and lead you the whole way they don't do that yeah
0: for whatever Joss Whedon is and I think a lot of it is bad Mm -hmm. the writing I think shows that he was talented I'm not gonna say is because I don't know what he's doing right now did he
1: direct this episode
0: he directed no
1: yeah yeah no the the writing is good i mean there are some quips that kind of make you like moan but i think that's the intention of like the, so the brevity it the time, of it right yeah. yeah but and and say what you will part of this is clunky as we were saying earlier yes. you're like oh first episode <laughs> they're struggling yeah but really there are a few scenes including the intro where they zoom in on the school the so school drop off
0: yes it's
1: peak 90s southern california like oh, valley high yes. school right
0: the outfits the energy there's xander's on a skateboard you know exactly well, where
1: you are you yeah, know yeah. what's going on it's first day of school
0: it's the first day of school and you get that mm-hmm. just like right before we get to the school there's moving boxes in the room it's just little things where you get the intention and the scene is being set it's context clues context clues and yes you're right like cut to the school there's the music people are moving around the It's cars, loud. the, the hair ca-
1: the oh, lingo the God. style
0: the style i love the style. And we see Buffy and her mom pulling up, and it is a little bit of a sweet moment. Then we hear the line, "Buffy, try not to get kicked out." So now we know she's in a new town. She got kicked out of her old school. Sure. Yeah. And Buffy looks great. What a great first day of school outfit.
1: She looks great. She the looks school looks great. great.
0: Yeah. And then we see some guy zipping on a skateboard, also very of the time. Zippy, zippy.
1: He needs to zip it.
0: And he's he sees Buffy and like whoa, runs into the handrail. Right, yeah. yeah. We learn pretty quickly that this is Xander. His best friend is Willow.
1: A main character, two main characters.
0: Yes, and you get that pretty you, immediately. Sure. You're like, "Hey, we're learning their names within the first few minutes of the episode. They're mm-hmm. probably going to be important." And this scene is really cute. I think it's so cute. We're they're setting up their roles. He's a slacker jokester because yeah. he's like, "Hey, I need help with the math," and she basically says, "Which part?" And he said, "The math." Right. But like, she's smart. Yeah. He's a slacker. And they feel those two have good friendship chemistry with each other. You feel like these are people that have been friends their whole lives, which Willow says later, right? The dialogue is so snappy. And it's, I just love it. I love this
1: show. It's great. I love the opening scene here.
0: Someone else we meet who I'm sure will stick around forever and ever is Jesse. Jesse. Jesse's going to be a main character. I love Jesse. My favorite. Oh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse.
1: And Jesse and Xander are friends. Yeah. There's a closeness to their relationship. hmm
0: mm-hmm. yeah. They're palling around. It's established. It doesn't feel, it feels lived in, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess they've known one another for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Now we get to go to Flutie's office.
1: Okay. Principal Flutie. hmm Starts off as a pretty nice guy, right?
0: I think he's great. Well, come
1: on in, take a seat. Welcome to Sunnydale High School. Mm-hmm. These are your transcripts. Don't let your past haunt you. Rip, 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 rip. rip,
0: rip. And I asked you as we watched it, Are permanent records real? Yes. I I thought it was just a thing made up because I've never seen a permanent record. I've seen report cards.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, he just absolutely like expunges her record Mm -hmm. in front of her. Amazing. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could do that for like all the drug offenders across the
0: U.S.? I mean, it would. Mm. Hmm.
1: Yes. Public or permanent records real? I sent you a text message last night. You did. We'll have to add it to our
0: socials. Yeah.
1: With an image of an actual permanent record. It says permanent record. Wild. What's on the permanent record? Hold on. Let's read it. So if you're wondering what's on a permanent record, it is your subject and your semester that you had the subject, your grade average of that year, your efficiency record. So it's like your record of work is what they call it, your efficiency record. This is a sign of the times. It has your quote nationality.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: It has your... Parent or guardian, residence, former place of residence, or occupation. Okay. Anyway, so on and so forth.
0: Okay. We're still in Flutie's office, and Sarah Michelle Keller, she's got the blue eyeshadow on, looking great. Flutie, I love it. All students around here call me Bob, and she goes, Bob, and then he responds with, but they don't.
1: He's so great. He also lets you know that we are here to service your needs, and and you service ours. So what
0: type of school is this? I'm um, Chris Hansen. We need him.
1: And what are you doing, sir? Is there what are you any... doing,
0: Bob? I just want to know if there's like an
1: adult school that I can go to. for. Months.
0: The internet probably has not that answer for that question.
1: I'm just going to leave that one.
0: Yeah. Okay. Ryan's gone for a while, guys. It's just me. <laughs> Ryan's doing research. Okay. <laughs> now we go into the hallway. Uh, uh, okay. I'm. Oh. I've... What?
1: What fell out of her bag?
0: Oh. The... The Lincoln Log Steak, of course. I'm sorry. I just... Uh, this so is- what's going on here?
1: We've got premonitions. There was a vampire that killed someone at the beginning of the episode, and all of a sudden, like, the new kid at school...
0: Has a steak in her bag.
1: Drops her backpack and outrolls this steak. And old Lincoln Log like, steak. what in the heck is
0: this? Yeah. And what he's trying to help her. But instead of saying, can mm-hmm. I help you? Can I have you? Let Stop it. Blech. I cannot. He... Everyone will discern throughout this watch that Xander is not my favorite. Yes, I think Nicholas Brendan as a person in real life and all of the things he has allegedly been involved in kind of bleeds into that. But then also knowing that Joss Whedon is on record saying Xander was his avatar also gives me the ick. So, yeah, he's basically said he wrote Xander as like his avatar into the show.
1: So Xander is to Yoss as George is to Larry.
0: I don't understand that. George Costanza to Larry David. Oh, I never, I don't watch Seinfeld. I don't know that. That's his character. It's him. I I see. I can't even agree or disagree. I know who Larry David is because I love Larry David, but Seinfeld ain't it for me. I know people are going to turn the podcast off right now, but.
1: I've seen so many episodes. I don't need to rewatch it.
0: My husband loves it.
1: It is funny. But it's funny in the oddball Larry David Seinfeld way.
0: I like Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't like the duh, 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 and then it's Jerry. I can't. I'm Jerry's sorry, people. I'm sorry. I know. What's I also, the Jerry, deal with this? Well, what's the deal with Jerry Seinfeld being in his 30s and dating an 18-year-old? How could you not like Seinfeld? I know. I know. This sorry. Is, okay, Okay, guys. And we
1: just lost all of our listeners. <laughs> it
0: just tanked. See you, folks. Tanked. So Xander picks up the Lincoln log steak. I mean, this steak looks like someone went to the apprentice prop person was like, hey, we need a wooden steak. And the guy was like, I got you.
1: Not the same steak we see later, by the way.
0: No, which looks great. That It's just it's it's comical. Mm-hmm. It's so fake looking. And right. Dander's like, huh.
1: They couldn't find the steak. So they're like, hey, just bring us something.
0: Yeah, just what? Yeah, what do you got? What do you got in the box? And maybe that's true. They were maybe. low budget. All the budgets going to like the vamp makeup and the dusting. So we're going back to into a classroom. It's history class, as we know from the teacher writing the Black Plague. Oh,
1: yeah. In cursive.
0: I only had chalkboards when I was in elementary school.
1: We had them for multiple years of my educational experience.
0: They phased mine out. No, that's not true. I had it in...
1: I had chalkboards at, at LSU. I had chalkboards in college. At college? Yes. No. Let me... I mean we mostly had whiteboards but there were some old classrooms that still had the old chalkboard and the music rooms.
0: I did have a professor, he was my Texas history professor who used a projector and oh. slides still. Oh
1: sure, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah.
0: The, the, he would write on the little Yeah. with like a Sharpie looking thing, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was yeah. Pretty, it was pretty like
1: cool. on the little uh, plastic sheets. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is it a projector or is that called something else?
1: I think it's a projector.
0: So we go to history class. Buffy doesn't have a book. Luckily, the nice brunette gal sitting next to her is like, here, you can look at mine. And this, folks, I'm just jumping the gun. This is Cordelia motherfucking Chase. Smoking. Love Cordelia Chase. Love Charisma Carpenter, who is the actor who plays Mm -hmm. Cordelia Chase. She's amazing. Yeah. I I love this. She's the straight
1: character in this show, folks.
0: She's she's the voice of reason, too, sometimes. She's like, what is happening? You know, I I love Cordelia. I love her. And the more we see of her, because, again, some of the things that we see in these first couple episodes, those character traits get retconned or shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. But some of the things about Cordelia that don't ever change is her, like, is it acerbic? Is that the word? Wit? Acerbic? Her what? (laughs) Oh, my God. No. Her what? Her wit. She's sharp. She's very sharp. She's witty. She's. But not just like haha she's sharp like mm. razor sharp in her insults which we're about to see with Willow she's just she, and there's an episode coming up it's not a spoiler where she says I think Giles is saying to her don't you have any tact and she says tact is just not saying true things mm, I'm like "Wow, ma'am you got it so Cordelia shares her book with Buffy she does they go in the hallway they introduce each other and she's like you're from LA right god would be so nice to live to close, so close to that she's total valley girl she is she's the valley girl she's the fashion girl
1: she's a straight character mm-hmm. she i think we all had we all knew that that person at school whether it was she's the queen bee yes yeah there was always a queen bee and that's pretty a queen bee, like the homecoming queen yeah oh yeah had had the straight A's
0: she gives that energy off immediately
1: had the looks cheerleader involved in all the other kind of stuff but there's the other side of the personality she, where she's just a little snarky
0: so before we get to that, which just oof, Sorry. gets me every time. No, no, no. I want to address the coolness test. Oh, my God.
1: The cool quiz. The
0: cool quiz.
1: Oh, a cool questionnaire.
0: Oh, that's that right. It's a cool, it questionnaire. cool questionnaire. I don't. Oh, James Spader. I looked him up in this time period. That's a hard no for me, dog. How is he the heartthrob when at this time you had Luke Perry? You had so many other people I feel like you could say was the he, heartthrob. He
1: wasn't a heartthrob. She's not asking. Yes, that's she heart... is. Does she say a heartthrob?
0: She just gives off like James Spader and Buffy goes, he needs to call me. What? He, no. He's the
1: bad guy. Mm-hmm. Stargate, mm-hmm. the secretary. Not
0: that was not out by then. That came out in the 2000s. He
1: plays the same character in most of the movies. He's just like the dude that's a little bit evil, but you just like him.
0: But he's not. If, if, some, if I was going to say he needs to call me, it would be someone like Luke Perry.
1: She's a slayer. Uh-uh. She, and, and uh, also that was weird and also like let's look at her other choices moving forward like james spader's like right up her alley
0: it's weird it's weird and then why is john tesh the devil i had no idea what they were talking those about. those
1: are some serious cultural references for the time
0: oh john tesh yeah i don't understand why he's the devil I'll stop working. okay
1: he's the devil because all the moms liked him like he was the mom heartthrob
0: i i just i it just this was a weird coolness test and you, for you me. can't
1: like what your parents liked
0: no. Right. That's true. So I figured we could do a little coolness questionnaire of our own. What did you? Yeah. So I'm just gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. Go for it. And I'm gonna do it Cordelia style by just saying like names of things. It'd be
1: funny if we had the same questions. I know, right? Okay.
0: <laughs> One. I'm just gonna say the name. Okay. And you have to say like whether you like it, whatever. Buffy. Cool. Greta Gerwig's Barbie film.
1: Awesome. Amazing.
0: Queso and Margaritas.
1: The best
0: okay you're cool that's it that's all i got
1: okay i got one for you let's do it dolly parton
0: amazing icon podcast i'm doing it i'm not that great at it yet but i hope everyone listens and champagne has to be ice cold
1: oh conditions yeah well that's given right
0: no you'd be surprised jesus
1: (laughs) (laughs) could be warm champagne
0: could be warm champagne Mm-hmm. I'm just, what see what that would be
1: cool did. too it wouldn't necessarily have to be cold for me
0: oh there you go so we're both cool we'll get to that we'll get to that
1: yeah
0: okay now we get to see the mean girl side of cordelia because they run into willow in the hallway and she just says i mean allison hannigan is so vulnerable she just she's Jeez. trying to get a drink of water from the water fountain and Cordelia's like ripping her to shreds and tells her she's glad that she's seen the softer side of sears
1: yeah we're we're character development here Mm -hmm. so we're learning that willow is pushed around yes and walked over Mm -hmm. she's a doormat and that cordelia is not just the the nice cool girl welcoming buffy to school because buffy's blonde and beautiful but she's also the mean girl
0: she's the mean girl and unfortunately the queen bee usually goes hand in hand with the with Mm. the mean girl it's a trope it is and it's a construct yeah.
1: I mean, we could get into some societal issues, but we don't have
0: time here. We don't. We've got more Buffy. So, Buff. Willow is so, she's just so vulnerable. And that's like throughout the show, when Allison Hannigan makes that face, like she's just a kicked puppy, uh, it, it kills her. Breaks your heart. When she cries, I'm a puddle. I can't. She's great. She,
1: she makes you really like, like her character.
0: I have to say, for her. her... Allison Hannigan and um, Anthony Stewart Head, who play Giles, mm-hmm. the best actors I think in these first few episodes. Everybody gets really good and finds their feet yeah. and their groove. Those two are just acting circles around everybody. It feels like. Hold on. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> got a couple of characters that give them a run for their money <laughs> That's true. for sure.
0: That's true. Yeah, we don't. We're gonna get to that.
1: No, you're right. Both of them are are fantastic actors, actors,
0: actors,
1: and, and still are. They are. Yeah.
0: So we go, we're still in the hallway. Buffy and Cordelia are chatting after Willow kind of scampers off like tail between her legs because Cordelia was so mean. And Cordelia invites Buffy to? The bronze. Oh, the bronze. The coffee shop slash club.
1: The question marks.
0: What the fuck is this place? We'll, we'll get into that when we get to the bronze. But yeah. they're talking about it and Buffy asks like, where is, where is the bronze? She's like, oh, it's in the bad part of town. And Buffy's like, where's that? She's like, on the same, or close to the good part of town. We don't have a lot of town here. Uh, Listen. Put a pin in this, folks. Mark, mark me. Mark, mock me. Outlander reference for those of you at home. So that could be on the list. Maybe not the whole series, but maybe the... Maybe. cannot.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Oh, uh, maybe. I
1: appreciate... Hmm. The writing.
0: What about the first episode? Because that first episode of Outlander is a beautiful piece of television. It
1: absolutely, listen, yeah. there are some beautiful pieces of that series, for sure. But when the same character keeps repeating the same mistakes over and over again, I just need more.
0: Claire. Okay. Clear. So, now, we're we're getting into Sunnydale as a town. It's got a high school that we know of. It's got a bad part of town and a club called the Bronze. We find out later. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that, but it, it, they're really making it seem like a small town. Buffy's from the big city, it's LA. It's a one Starbucks town. It's a one Starbucks town market, Close. folks, because we're going to rapidly retcon that as we go through the seasons.
1: And we love Starbucks. So if you are listening, to Starbucks, we love Starbucks. They
0: sponsor us. Yes. So now we're going to the library, which that library is sick.
1: Wait. So she's given direction to the library, right? Like someone's like, oh,
0: Maybe I you got to go, like,
1: you got to go see the library. doesn't Willow be like, oh, no,
0: Cordelia does. She's like, if you need books, like, go get them from the library. There you go. Yeah. So Buffy does. She goes to the library, which is a great library. I want to live great. in that room. It's a
1: great scene. Mm. Here we go. Here we go. Two main characters, character introduction.
0: Yeah. And we see before Buffy meets the librarian who we don't know, there's a newspaper on the desk with a red circle uh, and it's local boys missing. Weird. It's a clue. It's a clue.
1: We don't know that yet, but it's. Cool.
0: And then, they really leave that thread hanging. We don't ever find out about those three missing boys.
1: No, we don't find out about three missing boys, but we do find out that there is some activity going on yes. around town that is all it's suspicious pertaining to the same issues that yes
0: we're gonna get into in the second episode again. So.
1: Good storytelling mm-hmm. where they're not saying, "Oh, these three kids were abducted by vampires." vampires. Yeah, it's just, "Hey, three kids are missing." And it's I weird. love the mystery.
0: I do too. And then the handsome british man in a tweed suit just pops up who's this guy folks who who is this guy
1: jenny is blushing (laughs) her face is so red right now
0: i love giles talking about giles i love giles Need a minute always
1: some cold champagne
0: yes it has to be cold okay then giles who we don't know his name yet we this handsome british man with the tweed suit was like Oh, man, I know. You're Buffy Summers. I have exactly what you need. Yes, I was told you were coming. Yes, that's what he says. And then how he does he how
1: does the library know that she's coming?
0: I guess we'll find out later.
1: It's very innocent. It's like, oh, the librarian knows about the new kid.
0: Great. Oh, yeah, she's mm-hmm. gonna need books. She's gonna need some books. And, and then the first
1: book he hands her is the solid Yeah, vampire.
0: Vampir. Yeah.
1: V A M P R Y.
0: And she immediately, so you know it's
1: an old book, right?
0: Right, that they they do hit us over the head with. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> look at this. She immediately is like, "I'm out." No, no, not no, touching this mm-mm. one. Not I, the book
1: I'm looking for. I I,
0: w- I want a book about history and the Black Plague, sir. I want no part of this. And that's the
1: first glimpse of
0: Buffy demonstrating. She's like, "I want to be a normal girl. Mm-hmm. I don't want." She basically is like, "I'm not doing that anymore." Adios.
1: Yeah. But also, how does this dude know about the vampires? Like, what's Yeah, she plays it off really well. Kind of like, but, ha ha.
0: Yeah. She doesn't even take a minute to be like, who are you? She's mm-hmm. like, I'm out. You you obviously right. know what's going on. So Bye. He's
1: like, wait, is this? A- yeah, he's, confused. he's confused.
0: But she yeah, like you said, this is the beginning of of a theme throughout much of the run of Buffy is her this constant push pull of being a we learn it. We don't know it yet, but she is the slayer. And she's she is this, and then wanting to just be a high school girl. So after the (laughs) the scene always makes me laugh. We cut to the locker room, and it's those two girls talking about. Have you heard of the new girl? Oh my god! Like there's there's such Valley speak. I love this one. Yeah, and she's like she's got like a weird name too. What is it? Buffy. And then someone goes, "Hey, Aphrodisia." That gets me every time. And then it's good
1: writing. It's timing. It was perfect.
0: Timing. And then the way they're speaking. Okay, because you were in high school at this stage. Mm-hmm. Did people talk like this? The chatter in the calf. What? <laughs>
1: oh, in the cafeteria. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. I would expect it more so like Southern California.
0: Yeah, chatter you know? in the calf was in, in
1: in Central Texas. It was not. It was. If you said the chatter in the calf, <laughs> you're talking about like someone's like ranch. Like you're talking about an actual calf. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, we would have said the camera. Chat
0: in the cave. Yeah.
1: Or the lunchroom.
0: Yeah. You would have said the lunchroom. Yeah, no, that's
1: that's very like Southern California. very Valley Girl. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. And then opens a locker, and what comes out of the locker? Or dead who? Guy. A dead guy. A dead guy. We know this dead guy.
1: Mm, he looks vaguely familiar. He looks familiar. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So Buffy kicks into Slayer mode.
0: So, body in the locker. The mystery continues. We saw the vampire in the beginning. Okay. We see the weird dreams. Yeah. We see the lost kids. The lost kids. And now there's a body in the, a in the locker room. She cannot get away from it. She can't. And before she finds out about the body, it's lunchtime. They're all on the quad, right? You'd call that the quad, the yes. courtyard? Yeah. 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 And Willow's eating a really sad sandwich. It's just a sad little sandwich. It's fitting for Willow. Wearing her softer side of Sears gear. Sad sandwich.
1: Come see the softer side of Sears.
0: I mean, why was that such an insult? Sears as... was not
1: a clothing brand. Uh, it was appliances. And Oh, yeah, they did sell like that. that stuff. So they didn't get into clothing until like the mid 90s. And I mean, it was like you shopping. Went... It was like shopping at Tractor Supply or something, which <laughs> Carhartt. Oh, hey, yeah, love it. One does it now. So. But at that point at in that time, time, it would have been an okay, okay. Coming from someone like Cordelia.
0: Who's shopping at like Saks. Shopping
1: at Neiman's and Saks and yeah. places like that. Yeah. Dillard. Dillard's and Foley's.
0: God, I Um, remember a Foley's. Yeah,
1: it's total slight. It's like, oh, mm, bless her heart. The
0: the softer side of Sears. Mm, That makes sense because we shopped at Sears growing up, but I don't know. And I don't
1: think Willow really cared new.
0: No, Willow doesn't really have like, it's obvious she's still, she's in that group. Remember when you were in high school, especially the first two years, there's still that group that's like a little still on the younger side. Yeah. And then you have the Cordelias who are like wearing form-fitting clothing and Willow's still dressed like a little girl. She looks like...
1: She's a little insecure.
0: Yeah, maybe. She does feel very, like, anxious and...
1: I think she comes into that, but... She does. Yeah.
0: She comes into her own.
1: Absolutely.
0: So then Willow's eating her sandwich and, God, so cute. Buffy's like, you know, hey, can I sit here? And she's like, why do you want me to move? Love the line,
1: hey, can I sit here? It's like every, like...
0: Yeah. But Willow just like, do you need me to move? She's immediately, like, like you said earlier, she gets pushed around. She's Mm -hmm. a doormat. Buffy's like no I'd like to sit with you and she's like word on the street is you're the one to go to for help in school and Willow like lights up she's like yeah I can help you but you need me but I can help you, you aren't you hanging out with Cordelia like
1: no I love this
0: and got you know Buffy's like I can hang out with whoever I want basically. yeah great come on Buff. I love that I do too
1: I was more relatable to Buffy than I was to Willow although I did have my nerdy tendencies
0: I didn't yeah, I, I floated groups especially my last yeah. two years. I was not I don't know, I didn't fit in in any kind of group. But right. I had I had friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just, it's just
1: like, yeah. I didn't I didn't buy into all the clicks.
0: I definitely wasn't a queen bee. I wasn't no. a willow. Yeah. I don't know. So anywho, okay. So this sit, sit the <laughs> Willow but she's such a nerd. She says the new li- new librarian is super cool.
1: Yeah, he just started.
0: Yeah, he did, and, and he Buffy. And you can see Buffy's face. She's like, "New like huh? He's new."
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Throwing mm-hmm. vampire books in my face.
0: And then our new lifelong characters, Xander and Jesse, show up.
1: He's new. He's from England, and he brought his collection of
0: books. Oh, she does. Say, oh, yeah. She's like, he worked at the British a British Museum or the British Museum. I don't really know. Yeah. So great.
1: Okay, so we have a little background on Giles.
0: Mm-hmm. He's from England, so we know he's new. He's new. And he brought a bunch of books.
1: Mm -hmm. One of them is a vampire
0: book. One of them is a massive old vampire book. So I think
1: right then it clicks for Buffy.
0: She's like, oh, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Then Xander and Jesse come up before Buffy could probably ask more questions. And Xander gives the like, oh, yeah, we're old friends. We were there was a period of estrangement. But now we're coming back together. That's good. That's good. That's when Xander and Joss as the writer, like, Mm -hmm. that's great. Xander's the jokey, funny guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, he has his moments. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and then he has his moments. And then he has his moments. So I love when he's like, here's your steak. And she really quickly is, oh, yeah, everyone in L.A. has them. Like, pepper spray is so passe. Okay, so Buffy. Funny. Sure. Okay, Buff. I
1: carry around his dick.
0: And then the Cordelia runs up and she's like, Jim is canceled because of the body in the locker room. Why didn't they clear the school? The dead guy in the locker room. Oh, the dead guy in the locker. Oh, the in the locker excuse me. Sorry. Why didn't they clear the fucking school when there's a body found at the school? They're just like, yeah, kids go to class, go to lunch, contaminate the fuck out of this crime scene.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you. you I mean, what do they say? Like, where are the police? The police don't even show up. No. Mean, what's going on, Sunny Doe?
0: Let's let's uh, I almost
1: call it Buffy Doe.
0: Buffy Doe. It should be. Let's put a put a pin in that too, because the police are a constant. Like, listen. I don't understand it. The police in Sunnydale are a bunch of jabronis. But mm. Buffy is smart because right now you're seeing she's asking questions. She's like, how did he die? Mm. And Cordelia's like, morbid much? Like, I don't know. I didn't check it out. Mm-hmm. But Buffy's already. Something's up. She's trying to solve it. She's going into flare modes. And she does. We see her go to the locker room door. Mm-hmm. And does she kick it?
1: Yes. She kicks in. a Super strength. Yeah. She kicks yeah. the door open.
0: She kicks the door open because it's, is it locked?
1: Maybe she pulls it. I can't remember, but.
0: Yeah. The door's locked. And it's obviously like she uses.
1: She uses her super strength. Her yes. Buffy strength, Her slayer strength.
0: And we see the creepy music again. The dun, 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 dun. And then I put this note for all of my fellow Vanderpump Rules watchers. Not white nail polish, Buffy. You can't wear white nail polish after Tom Sandoval. You can't. It is in the Geneva Convention now. Tom Sandoval ruined white nail polish.
1: I did notice a white nail polish. That's but all I have to I say. I can't understand that right
0: Great. That's all I have to say about the white nail polish. And then we go from the, she looks at the body mm-hmm. and she, what does she notice on the body? Do you remember?
1: She notices a couple of suspicious little marks on the neck. Mm-hmm. She knows.
0: And I love, this is, this was hitting us over the head. Yeah. Because I really like this sur- two massive holes with like blood. Like, oh yeah, we get it. Yeah. You it's know? A
1: ma- old vampire. <laughs> Case closed. Vamp- yeah.
0: And again, there's nothing covering the body. Nothing. There's not an officer There's guarding not the an body. There's adult
1: in the room or even guarding the locker room. This There's no insane, EMS. Insane. Yeah.
0: No. Mickey Mouse detective work. And again, it's speaking, a little choppy. Speaking of Vanderpump pump rules, that's a la la can't reference Mickey Mouse. Anywho, uh,
1: my history teacher used to say that. What do you mean? Are you going to Mickey Mouse around the day? Or, I mean, everything that to him was.
0: Like was, child's play? Was
1: Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to get into that Mickey Mouse stuff.
0: Oh, this police force is a Mickey Mouse police <laughs> took me force. a while
1: to like understand the reference.
0: You're like, oh, like,
1: great. Okay, great.
0: Thanks, coach. So I'm assuming you. it was a coach. It was not. No. Oh, really?
1: No, Mr. Owen was a true historian.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Owen, to assume. He's an interesting character. Sounds like it. Making right. him right. so, interesting characters. <laughs> Buffy investigates the body and then she bursts into the library and she's like, hey, chatty, 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 this, is this, this.
1: Yeah. So she gets, Gile gets her to open up about the vampires, admitting that she knows about vampires.
0: But she, she immediately comes out and says, you can handle it. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm a watcher. And we hear that word for the first Uh time.
1: Yeah. What's a watcher?
0: A watcher watches the slayer. They're supposed to guide the slayer, help keep them alive. It's her coach. It's her coach. Yeah. And we'll see in this episode a little bit and definitely next episode, the researcher She's the muscle. He's -hmm. supposed to be the one like looking up the prophecies, ways to like defeat vampires and the forces of evil. And she she's the enforcer.
1: Every slayer has a watcher.
0: Every slayer has a watcher. Yeah. And
1: I mean, you can't fight the forces of evil by yourself. No.
0: And that's another theme. She just wants to be normal and she says she doesn't care, but she's still in there telling Giles about it. Right. Yes. So we hear I think this is the first time we hear. Yes. That she is the slayer. She's the one girl in all the world. That's it. And she demonstrates her knowledge. She's talking about because he asks her, will he rise? Will the boy rise?
1: So this is a very technical conversation between yeah. a slayer and a
0: watcher. For, yeah. And then she realizes it and she wants to back out again. But we learn a little bit about vampire slaying, mm-hmm. which involves they suck your blood. The vampire sucks your blood. Then you have to suck the vampires blood. And she said, no, like he's just dead, dead. Put a pin in the siren convo because that's gonna get a little willy nilly throughout the seasons. Just
1: vampire rules are all over the place. They
0: are. I wish there was a map of Sunnydale and like a vampiric code of conduct.
1: How I mean, you'd down. think it'd be in the book.
0: <laughs> you would think it's not. But it's all over the place. Oh, maybe it is in Vampyr. Yes. And that's what we don't know because Buffy never opened it. Okay. She Oh, I love this scene. I didn't understand the reference, but she's like, Did you learn that from the Time Life series? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, and, and he's like, "Actually, yes, I did." Yeah. I like, oh, did you so get the calendar or the?
1: Yeah, it's a very dated reference. Yeah. yeah what time, is? Time Life was almost like a, what was it like Reader's Choice or Reader's Digest, where yeah, there were these know. subscription series of like magazines and books that you could order. Yeah. That would come in the mail, so you didn't have to go to the library and sort through the card catalog. Oh. Card. Yeah, it just comes straight to you, so you could do cool. all your learning and educate. You could see the world from yeah. your living room.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: And then they. I think they went from books and magazines into like music. So then there was like the Time Life music yeah. series where you could get like a collection of of albums or tapes from like the 40s or the 50s. I love or that sixties. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. But oh shit, guess who was behind the stack? Creepin. Xander. And he's like, What?
1: <laughs> Big eavesdropper. He's like, What did I just hear?
0: Yeah. And again. I know no one ever goes to the library, but guys, like, have some discretion. I mean, Maybe. If you're trying to keep a secret like this.
1: Giles didn't even know that he was there. He's a librarian.
0: How did Xander sneak in there? Mm. Okay, Giles. Questions. Come on, buddy. All right. <laughs> and in that same vein, he follows her out and is yeah. still talking about it in the hallway. No,
1: she lays out that she's been there, done that. She's and out. She's, she's like, you she can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. She just wants to be a normal girl.
0: Yeah. And he like follows her into the hallway, and I, yeah. I wrote, "No one's concerned about this interaction. No one's like yeah. a librarian's following a student. And he like puts his arm to block her on the wall so he can talk with her. It's he's there's no discretion. Everyone can hear the whole thing.
1: Yeah, but I think the the whole point of this conversation is that there are important things to the story that are mm. laid out. There's supernatural occurrences." Of it. We know what a Slayer and a Watcher years.
0: is now. Yeah, so
1: we know something's up. Yeah. And Buffy's got a choice to make.
0: Yep. And right now?
1: Is she going to kick into action?
0: Hey, hey, we'll see some kicks. So now we go to a familiar spooky underground crypt that mm-hmm. we saw from the dream sequence. Yes. Okay.
1: Because that's normal.
0: This is, these vampires are so dramatic.
1: What is happening below this town?
0: We just see, yeah, right. We this one vampire saying, the sleeper will wake. Well, the
1: world will bleed. The
0: world will bleed. <laughs> it's so dramatic. And it only gets more dramatic.
1: In a giant temple underground.
0: Yeah. Is this a temple? Is this a church? What is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it a cathedral? Uh, nobody knows.
1: Putting it out here right now. We need a map of Sunnydale.
0: We need a map of Sunnydale. Where is this? Where is this underground crypt? Where? Do, where is it? We don't know. Is it under the bronze is or the Starbucks? The I don't know. We'll find out.
1: Under their graveyard. Another the graveyard. Yeah.
0: Could be. So then we go to Buffy's room in this. She's like trying to figure out her outfit for the bronze. And I love it. One is like, hi, I'm an I'm enormous slut. slut. I want that on a t-shirt. Yeah. I would wear that. And then she's like, would you like a copy of the Watchtower." Who hasn't been in that dilemma of getting dressed? And you're like, is this too like va, va, voom? Right. And then your other option is like, okay, now I look like I'm going to a nunnery.
1: No, there's no in between. <laughs> no. Especially at that age
0: too, right? Yeah. And it was so outfits were so you had to have the right outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And I would argue she does not have the right outfit when she goes Mm, to the bronze. You'll see that. Yeah. And then I love Joyce coming in and she's like, Buffy, I really think we're going to make it here. Have fun. And then she's like, we we might found a space for the art gallery. I'm like, you moved without a job. I've
1: got my positive energy flowing. (laughs) I found a new gallery space. I'm going to make it work. I mean, you uprooted your child. With no job. After she burned down a school. Yeah. I guess she didn't really have a choice.
0: That's true. I guess they couldn't go to school there.
1: Couldn't show her face in that town anymore. And
0: as well, it's L.A. It's a massive city.
1: Is it? (laughs) Talk to people in L.A. They'll be like, oh, no, we know.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: It's a a big, small town. Word gets around pretty good. And
0: we also don't know what their situation is. We don't know if there is a Mr. Summers. We don't know. We don't know anything. We just know that they've moved to a new town. And Joyce, her energy is flowing. And she's working at an art gallery or owning an art gallery. It's very west so. coast. It how oh, she it, and she's got the '90s mom hair. The like, is it a perm? Is it just her curly hair that's cut really short? Yeah, I love her. Right now, I do. Okay, Buffy chooses an outfit that's neither one of the ones she was looking at. Mm-hmm. PTA mom. What's going on with this outfit? She's got like Joyce picked this out for her. Joyce must have. Yeah. Maybe it's straight from her closet. Hey, mom, can I borrow this? Can I borrow your oversized baby blue button up? And oh, maybe you're like French hair clip because I'm going to like twist my hair up like I'm going to a 50s dance.
1: She's going to the PTA
0: meeting. She's going to the PTA meeting and she's wearing like, are they trousers? What are the pants that she's wearing? Like, is that a polyester trouser? These are
1: absolutely polyester trousers.
0: I don't. I don't like it. And your pants. She's walking to the bad side of town to go to the bronze, and then all of a sudden, we see creepy feet that aren't Buffy's in mm-hmm. the frame. Yeah, something's going on. Something, Someone's following her. Mm-hmm. She knows it. And again, she she picks up, because she's smart, and yes, she is a slayer, and we've seen that she's got strength, mm-hmm. but she picks up something. Yeah, She turns we'll learn her,
1: later. She has certain sensibilities. Turns sensibilities. the corner. She has certain senses. She does not have very and sensibility. sensibility.
0: So she turns a, turns a corner and then it cuts and we, we don't see her anymore, but we do see random hot guy and she's doing a Mary Lou Retton gymnast routine. Oh, this is great. This yeah. This is great. And she flips down and kicks him.
1: She flips a script.
0: And I put in my notes, sign Buffy up for the Olympics. Okay. So, so she... Buffy does her gymnast routine, right. kicks this Yahoo, gets him. And then he's talking about, he's just being cryptic and he says, you're on the mouth of show. Who is this guy? Listen, buddy, in his velvet jacket. a quarter every time I heard that. Oh <laughs> uh, wow. wow! Wow! Do you also wear a velvet jacket when people say that to you? I would. And he says, <laughs> "You've got to be ready for the harvest. And he's like, "Okay." Whisper talking. So
1: he used the title of both the first and second episode in, in one sentence. So this dude is tuned in, right?
0: He is, but he's being so vague. Of course. Like That's it would be easy to look dudes. at her and say. Hey, dude, there's this thing that's going to happen called The Harvest. Dark oh. and
1: mysterious character. And he, got one.
0: She's like, who are you? And he just says, I'm a friend mm. and gives her a comically large box <laughs> containing a silver cross necklace that looks like it's from Claire's. Do you think he went to the mall, hit up the mall and was like, Claire's, I need the biggest silver cross you can you can sell me.
1: I think this dude probably acquired this necklace centuries ago.
0: What makes you say that? We don't know anything about this young velvet-wearing buck.
1: Mm, Okay. It's possible he could have got it at the mall. (laughs) Okay. It could have come from Claire's.
0: It looks like it came from Claire's to me personally. That's a great
1: reference, too. That's a dated reference. That
0: was such a mall. Yeah, that's where I got my ears pierced when I was a kid. Claire's.
1: Probably around this time. Spencer's Spencer's Gifts. Journey's. Journeys,
0: The mall. Annie Ann's Pretzels. Chick-fil-A. Oh, we never had Chick-fil-A at the mall.
1: That used to be the only place you could get Chick-fil-A. They Ooh, were only in mall oh, food you're course. right.
0: Yeah. That was the only place we'd go to Chick fil A. Yeah. And what was it? Sabaro pizza. Mm. Oh, I used mm. to get down on some Sabaro. That stuff. Still no bad for you, I'm sure. A <laughs> whole
1: generation of people have been lost
0: <laughs> so far.
1: <laughs> Sorry. That's not true. We take that back and don't want to be super liable.
0: No. Okay. We love you, Sabaro. Okay. Yeah. So, who didn't
1: like the good mall pizza?
0: All right. So we, Buffy now has her Claire's cross necklace love it yes maybe she's got some sabaro pizza she's ready to go to the bronze
1: does she resurrect this cross necklace for cruel intentions is this the same cross necklace no no that has has a special special little compartment for certain
0: things that people do recreational activities Mm -hmm. yes god that's a great movie so she was walking in, and the first thing I noticed is this like pan shot of the bronze are the extras. Oh, yes. And how they are dancing.
1: Huh? They're doing kind of the the shimmy. They're like, don't look at the camera. Oh, look at the camera. do look at the camera.
0: And then there's like somebody with their arms. Up. There's always like an arm up, and someone who's 90s. super exuberant, like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, 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 like the chest wave.
0: And just a little background for you guys. I huh? see what it did there. Ryan and I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. my. <laughs> nice ryan and i have done work as background actors featured extras Um, yes i haven't been a featured extra ryan has and
1: technically you were you just didn't make your scene
0: uh, that's true i I didn't make the scene for a family emergency but so
1: oh i thought that was the night that the girls were having
0: no we weren't featured that night oh okay. you were i was not Uh, i wormed my way into that scene
1: although you are on camera (laughs) i am on camera (laughs) your you your face is on camera Yeah. That my profile is on camera. So it's a great profile who was list. the featured actor in that scene, Madam?
0: But anyway, we notice ever since we've started doing that, we notice background a lot more. And if you have never done any film or TV work, which I think is most people, when you're filming these scenes, there's no music because it would be too loud and chaotic for cameras and boom mics and everything to pick up. So they have people dance without music. Maybe now in some productions they do, but when I did a show in Austin that was at a bar, they played the music before the cameras rolled so people could get in a group. But the moment the camera was rolling and everything was up, they shut the music off, but we still had to like sway and dance.
1: It was like everyone two-stepping at a different pace.
0: No, because they really had like a few couples who were featured, and they were actually two-stepping. The rest right. of us were like holding our beers and just like mm-hmm. grooving. Yeah, she's doing a bar. You can tell these fools have no music because they're they're all off, all over the place.
1: Listen, the music that is playing.
0: Oh, here we go. Come on, didn't you look up who this band was?
1: It it is an emo. Oh yes. Wait. Oh yeah. no, that's yeah, when yeah, Darla. Yeah,
0: yeah. I that's when Darla's coming. I'm actually. sorry. Yes, that's okay. next... my bad. Those. Uh, no. Let's not. <laughs> So,
1: but it's, so the bronze is full of emo grunge bands.
0: It's very, I guess it wouldn't be emo at this time. It would have probably just been grunge. Really? I don't think emo really became a thing till I was in middle and high school. The two thousands of gosh, black, was it Hawthorne Heights?
1: Okay. So this is precursor to, emo. this is just grunge.
0: It's grunge. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I also love. It's sticking
1: with kind of the theme of the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See what I did there? The theme of the show. Like the theme song and the theme. Oh, Ah, yeah. You got to be pretty quick over here, Jenny.
0: I know I'm not. Um, (laughs) So So they will walk in. Full coffee bar. We don't know what the bronze is. Hold on. We're going to get to that. Because walking in, everyone's dancing. It's like a club, right? They're grooving. Buffy comes in looking like she just got off work. Maybe she just came from her kid's PTA meeting.
1: She looks ridiculous. I don't. She's got like slacks on.
0: They're, like we said, they're like trousers. They're, they're like slacks. a polyester slack. they That's were right. slacks. they were women's with, slacks. She did. She didn't go with the slutty outfit. She didn't go with the Watchtower outfit. Shame. Honestly, I loved that outfit. That, I am very pro reclaiming the word slut. Like, I don't know if you follow Jonathan Van Ness on Instagram. I don't. They were on Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. They were the makeup hair person. And every, oh, maybe not every day, but most of the time during the week, a few days a week, they post a video that's like, good morning, you fabulous sluts. And it's so empowering and positive. And I love it. So anyway, sorry.
1: Get on with it. Buffy slut. walks.
0: But, hell yeah. <laughs> but I, I I was called that a lot in high school.
1: That's for another podcast, folks.
0: Q um, Cordelia. What's your childhood trauma? So anyway, we have a famous conversation now. Between, <laughs> okay. So PTA Buffy walks in. She, this, wrong. this kills me she there's like a young high school age looking guy she obviously might know him he's waving and she's all excited she waves back turns out he's not waving to her
1: killer who hadn't been there right
0: so of i like words. cringe because i've i think i did that recently actually but then i noticed the person he's waving to and i was like I'm, it is obviously a much older gentleman oh and i had questions what's going
1: on at the bronze
0: There's some Mm -hmm. things happening. So like
1: a film crew standing by and like detectives outside. (laughs) I'm Chris Anza. What are you doing here at the bronzer? Six
0: pack of Zima. (laughs) Oh my god, that is a reference. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, Buffy comes over to Willow and this is a very famous conversation. Willow and Buffy are chatting, and Buffy just is like sipping her drink. She's obviously this is her environment. Willow looks a little like uncomfortable. Sure. She's not just hanging out. I'm surprised she doesn't have like a math textbook in front of her. No, I get it. I'm Willow. You're Willow?
1: Yeah. Clubs make me uncomfortable. I like going. Like, yeah. I like to be social. But once I get there, I just, I don't know. Like, can feel like a like... turtle. And if I'm just standing there and I can't hear anyone and I have Ooh. to like scream in someone's ear to yeah, have a that's, conversation, that's it's not... like awkward. I just don't yeah. know what to do with myself.
0: They're start. They're starting to talk. Buffy's obviously confident and they're talking about boys and... <laughs> Willow's line is like, basically, she's saying she doesn't know how to talk to boys. She clams up. She can't have any conversation. And then she does talk about Xander. And Buffy's like, oh, are you guys going out? And she's like, oh, we used to.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: He's like, but he stole my Barbie. And Buffy's like, what? She's like, Whoa. we were five.
1: A little background.
0: They've been friends for a long time. But it's very obvious she likes Xander. What do you want with her Barbie? Come
1: on. Sandra.
0: Maybe he wanted to play with Barbies. Gender is a construct.
1: (gasps) Do you think that this is like, can I have you? Can I have your Barbie? Can I take your Barbie? Can I have you? Is this like, mm -hmm. are we getting too deep into it?
0: Mm -hmm. I think in this instant, yes, but I want to unpack that on the couch with Xander. Be like,
1: "Hmm, let's go back to the Barbies. Let's go back to the Barbies.
0: Then this famous line from Buffy's, she tells Willow, can I give you my motto? And Willow said, yeah. She says, life is short. Seize the moment. Because tomorrow you might be dead. That's true. Tagline of the whole show in some ways. That's deep.
1: It's very profound.
0: Very. Especially when you're like 15, 16, that would hit. You'd be like, my God.
1: It hits me now. I'm
0: three. Yeah. Hits uh, me too, actually. <laughs> Gotta go seize the moment, guys. Podcast is over. Bye. Damn, it <laughs> and then all of a sudden, who shows up to the Bronze?
1: A librarian. Because where else are they going to hang out on a Tuesday night?
0: Guys, this.
1: A bunch of high school kids with coffees and espressos and beers and cocktails. It's like, so what confusing. What is this
0: place? What and no one's like concerned that Mr. Giles, the new librarian, is at the teen club.
1: Is this like the BFW Hall of <laughs> Sunnydale, The Knights of Columbus. Like, like everything happens in this hall?
0: I don't know. Everyone
1: gathers here. I don't know. Did did you have a place like that in your
0: hometown? No. I mean, there were, we had to drive.
1: The skating rink would be the closest that I could compare that. Like we didn't have a. That's not true. We had a club downtown. It's a music facility downtown now that you're aware of that we've been there. It's like a clubbing scene.
0: But before
1: it was restored into that space, I remember going there in high school and you could order food. Mm -hmm. You could listen to bands. And it was like adult and I guess like 16, 13, 18 plus. I don't know.
0: We used to, there was a Knights of Columbus Hall where everyone used to have their wedding receptions and everyone would just crash that you could not know these people but the town where i grew up was so small every you at least knew somebody but that was the thing we used to go to these receptions and dance it was like a club we didn't there wasn't a where i grew up there was not a lot of town there There there's not a lot of there 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 was no clubs we had to drive about 30 minutes to get to anything and yeah no it was great yeah so
1: why isn't giles at home with a a cup of tea and a book
0: doesn't he say (laughs) bovril (laughs) <laughs> so
1: like Buffy, you really need to get. up. Wait, no, she says you really need to get alive. Yeah. And he does.
0: Yeah. And he basically is all British, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's why. What, what does he say? Hold on. I'm going to look it up. He said
1: he wants to be at home. He said he wants to be home with a cup of tea and a book.
0: Doesn't he say Bovril? Sorry. He says, I have it in my notes. Bovril. What is Bovril? I'm gonna look it up. Oh, it's a trademark name of a thick and salty meat extract paste. It's beef broth, concentrated yeast. Yeah, he says he wanted to enjoy a cup of bovril, Oh, very nice.
1: Yeah. Hmm,
0: cheerio. Cheerio. All right. All right. Okay, so Buffy is telling Giles, she's like, oh, I talked to your friend. And he's like, what do you mean? I've gotten, I've gotten I've got any friends. I've got not any friends. They're not going to hire me to do any British accents, people. Okay. And he's like, what friend? <laughs> so She's talking about the mysterious man who gave her the Claire's necklace and in
1: a dark alley in a
0: dark alley on
1: her way to a club
0: wearing a weird crushed velvet jacket. What is happening in this show? In this town. We did. I mean, some weird weirdness is afoot and Giles says basically I don't I don't know who you're talking about. And She said I really didn't like him and me thinks the lady doth protest, protest too,
1: too much. No, it it is a very Shakespearean meat cute.
0: Yeah. And I'm gonna reserve my thoughts. So, so there
1: oh, Cordelia is there, and she is wearing the going out dress.
0: She looks.
1: She's got the sweat dress on.
0: Ten out of ten. No, 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 no.
1: Party outfit. Cordelia is there, and she is definitely wearing the going out party outfit.
0: Wow, boy, howdy. Her, she looks uh, great. I
1: remember that she looks great. Yeah. And Jesse's with her, right? J- is Jesse dancing girl. with her? Jesse's girl. She is Jesse's girl.
0: They're not dancing yet. They. Okay. That's the next episode, which we'll get into. That he wants to dance with her, and she's like. Go away! No,
1: he's in this. He's in the scene.
0: He is. He yeah. asked her to dance, and she says no.
1: And Jesse's looking like a Pac Sun model. Oh boy, howdy. Hollister. Oh yeah, Abercrombie. Fitch. Oh yeah. He's the poster dude. Yeah. From the nineties.
0: Tall. He's got the middle part. He's, he's got the this...
1: Adam's apple, mm-hmm. like kind of the chiseled jaw.
0: Eric Balfour, who plays Jesse, he was in a lot of stuff. He's that guy. I need to look him up, but like, I guarantee you, if I read off his IMDb, he'd be like, oh yeah. Eric Balfour was in a lot in this time period. That name reminds me of True He wasn't. He might have been. He he was in. Oh, he's in Six Feet Under and The O.C. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't Hardly Wait. What Women Want. America's Sweethearts. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff.
1: Eric, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Love
0: it. Come talk to us about being Tell Jesse. us about
1: your experience yeah. of episode one. And two. And two. And, and who knows? Who maybe. knows?
0: Let's, you're Come on and tell us about your experience on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We'd love it. to have you. So Giles is trying to get Buffy to like focus. He's like, listen, this is serious. Mm-hmm. She just wants to be a normal um, girl.
1: Normal girl.
0: Here we go. Here we go again. Taylor's all the time. And mm-hmm. she just wants to be normal. However, she's not able to deny this part of herself.
1: <laughs> she's the slayer.
0: She is the slayer. It is part of her. And after she calls Chiles a textbook with arms, which was hilarious, nice. she.
1: Burn. He, she showed him. She
0: sure showed him. And she's. As a
1: librarian, I'd be like,
0: thank you. Kind of like, If someone called me a textbook with arms, like today, yeah. I would be like, oh, my God. Uh, you thank are. You.
1: Jeez. Thanks. Textbook slut. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Slutty textbook with arms. So he's basically telling her you've got to hone your senses. You should be able to spot a vampire from miles away. And then he's like going on. She goes, he's one. He's like, what?
1: Oh, yeah. No, she just she's not having any of it.
0: No, she says that guy. She's, so she's messing with him. She knows. And and he's like, well, how do you know that? She goes, look at that outfit. Basically saying his outfit's so dated. <laughs> I think she says it's practically carbon dated.
1: Yeah. And who's he dancing with? Is this the same? Is this, this the is same Willow? One? Yeah. So it's yeah, Willow. Her, her club interest.
0: And when Buffy realizes it's Willow, she's like, Oh no. So she's trying to go get Willow.
1: Open collar, wide lapels, the dark coat, like classic vamp style.
0: He, I mean, yeah, they they were like, we're going to just sure. make you a vamp.
1: We're going to make you a cliche.
0: So Buffy makes this. She goes in the alley. She makes a steak out of, is it a crate?
1: Yeah, I think she just yeah. breaks like she's a piece like, of wood Gah. off a crate. She's like, Gah. she's really good at like being resourceful when it comes to steaks.
0: Buffy is smart. Buffy is like practical, smart, and they don't, Ever right. say it enough? Because they always focus on she's not good at school. She's the blonde, like mm-hmm. she likes to be a cheerleader. She likes fashion and shoes.
1: Yeah, but she excels in other
0: ways. She's great, and she's searching for Willow. And who does she find instead, and scare the daylights out of Cordelia? Who utters a line that your I'm gonna, one. I'm gonna steal this line, and I'm probably gonna burn it into the ground on this podcast. But give it to her. She us. goes, God, what is your childhood trauma?
1: And that's where the drama starts with yes. Buffy and Cordelia.
0: Because she, oh, again, so great. Her friends walk out and she pulls out her little cell phone and says, excuse me, I have to call everyone I've ever met.
1: <laughs> Classic Mean Girls.
0: She's so good. But unfortunately. Yeah, she's Blair Waldorf. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to get on Gossip Girl. She's, she's got to let everybody know. Because she's talking to Giles. We're trying to find Willow. And she, Buffy's like, I've got a bigger problem. My social life is now on the critical list because she just attacked Cordelia with a steak. Sure. She's then, still the new
1: kid. It's still first day.
0: It is. It's still her first day. It's a lot on the this first is day. This a lot happening. Then we see Jesse talking to someone. It's Darla.
1: Yeah. Which we've seen before because she was in the in the opening scene, right?
0: She was opening scene. She killed Douchebag McGee. And then. Dead guy. Dead guy. Who's, is he still in the locker room? Probably. Have they removed the body yet? Probably. Oh my God. He's- so, dun, dun, dun. Jesse's talking to Darla. Okay. Now we go to the creepy crypt.
1: Here we go. We've got to change scenes here.
0: Um, uh, master's giving some leather daddy vibes, full leather outfit, full leather boots. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't know he's the master yet until Luke mm-hmm. calls him master. Yes. I'm like, okay.
1: Luke, the drama student. And this dude is so hard up for this person.
0: Uh, the like, Luke. Yeah. There is some tension mm-hmm. between Luke and the master. And he's trying really hard. Uh, he, it's It's giving a lot of. Like, pick me, pick me over yeah.
1: <laughs> Yes. Me, 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 me. Okay. All right, Luke. You can come over here. Come on, fame.
0: Luke. But we, again, Ding. the writing on this is so smart because we learn in this scene that this this guy, we assume is a vampire, mm. is known as the master. Not not good. And he's trapped because he tries to put his hand in these. It's like the gooey. Ooky, yeah, he's in
1: like a, like a force field or a something.
0: Force field. So we we come back to Willow. She's walking with this guy and she's like, God, Allison Hannigan's so good. She's like kind of wringing her hands. She looks a little nervous. She's like, the ice cream bar is actually that way.
1: Oh, uh, an ice cream bar.
0: I was like, girlfriend, she's she was so sweet. She's so sweet. So sweet. And then
1: I loved hanging out at the ice cream bar. We had a Baskin Robbins downtown.
0: And did you it was, call it an ice cream bar? No,
1: we called, called it Baskin Robbins. OK. I great. mean, it was uh, and maybe that's why they didn't call this by its name. They just called it a quote ice cream I bar. But that's what it was and it was right next to the movie theater downtown so when you finished the movies you walked right over to baskin robbins oh, and you would yeah. linger right yeah and the whole town would come by yeah it'd be parents like your friend's parents would be going to the movie like a date night yeah and then it'd be like your friends and all the the clicks everyone's like checking each other out yeah. kind of like on the light pose. oh yeah yeah it's great so hey go go you willow
0: yeah
1: i get it you're uncomfortable at the at the bar go have an ice cream
0: cone and then enjoy now, your youth. And now she's at a cemetery. So she's extra concerned.
1: Yes. And he's, yeah, I know well, he's a, like, Oh, I know a shortcut. Listen, buddy.
0: Famous last words. You run. Yeah. yeah Ma'am. Yeah. Get away.
1: If you're a young lady listening or
0: a young man or a young
1: person, if you're a young person, thank yeah. you. if you're a young person listening to this run,
0: run, goodbye.
1: Yeah. I bet you do know a shortcut, buddy.
0: Yeah. But well, yeah, he could probably fly yeah. after her with those lapels. Cause they're so <laughs> huge. <laughs> yeah. So now we go to Xander and Buffy. They're about at, at the bronze and Xander's like being a little like, where are you on Buffy? And she's like, I need to find Willow. He's like, what do you mean? Said, Willow? Did you see her? She's with the guy. And he's like, Willow, check her out. And she's like, Xander, we're serious. And then she starts to walk off and he's like, oh, I would hate for you to like, what does he say? Basically, are oh, you going to have to go slay something?
1: Oh yeah. So it's like,
0: he on. knows because yeah, he, he was creeping in the stacks and he heard Buffy and Giles talking. And Buffy's great. She's like, was there a school bulletin? Does everyone know? And yeah, they're basically, they don't. But you also just attacked Cordelia with a stake. So you're doing this to yourself, yeah, sister. I mean,
1: come on. People are putting the pieces together.
0: I did say, I made notes that I'm, ha- I'm, I was, it was nice to see Xander be happy for Willow. Like, oh, you go, Willow. Yeah. Check her out. Because he is very toxic in a lot of ways. Sure. And to see that and not him exert <laughs> some kind of control over her. Yeah. but. Okay, back to the graveyard, Willow gets drugged into this crypt by the guy, who now we realize is a, a vampire. A vampire. A vampire. And, mm. and then, oh shit, it's Darla. Oh shit, Jesse has been bitten, but what does he say? Willow's
1: like, oh my god, are you okay? Yeah. It's, it's something like that. He's like, oh, it's okay, she gave me a hickey. He's
0: like, hold it.
1: He's holding his neck like blood's coming He's out of his Bleeding
0: out. And Willow is so brave. And in that they said st- they immediately she's like, hey, get off of him. Get away from us in the face of vampires. Yeah. No. She's never seen before. She's that friend. Yeah. She's yeah. Willow. Back off. She does not back down.
1: Yeah. And this is an intro of that side of her. Yes. And her character. Yes. And some, sometimes your, your friends who are quiet ones are also the ones that are like the first ones to step up and speak out. Neville Longbottom. They got your back. Yeah. Period. Oh, Neville. I know. R.I.P.
0: He doesn't die. Ah,
1: oh, Neville! What a great. How <laughs> many people get lost in the last few episodes That's, and books. Yeah, they of do. Harry Potter. Neville I've just though. lost track. I'm like, so he survived this chaos.
0: I no, saw him, not J.K. You know. Rowling's cr- credibility and good standing that hasn't survived. So now Buffy comes in, and now again, this episode. Of, these first two episodes are so good because they just set up things that happen throughout. Buffy quips, she comes in and Full she's like chit-chat and blah 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 oh, and she yeah.
1: oh hey what's going on in here i'm getting ready to kick some vamp butt
0: <laughs> she tells the one that's with willow like you look like debarge <laughs> i love so it so what was her big song yeah. oh can you feel the rhythm of the night
1: oh wait yeah. i thought that was Paula abdul
0: no it's debarge you didn't da, watch da, season 12 of rupaul's drag race obviously
1: mm, miss that
0: one can you feel the rhythm of the night okay great great great, great, tight, great tight, tight, tight. Tight, tight, tight. so oh this quip we both i think we both wrote it down when she said this is not going to be pretty we're talking violence, strong language, adult content.
1: Yeah. No, she's getting yeah. ready to like give everyone an ass kicking.
0: Yeah. And I think that's going to be our tagline yeah, for this great. podcast. I think
1: that, yes.
0: Once more contains adult
1: content. It, it'd be nice to have a disclaimer. Yeah. unlike like salt,
0: salt burn. Us. We won't We're revisit. not
1: doing a rewatch anytime soon of that.
0: I will need.
1: I'm going to need a couple of years of therapy before I can get back into that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Emerald Fennel. I
1: was not right for twenty four hours.
0: I'm still not right. So
1: many thoughts. I'm still not right. Just when I think I'm out, I get pulled back into my group text.
0: Mavish, if you're listening, we love you. Yeah, we. Oh shit! It's Luke because Luke pops up out of nowhere. Listen. Hand on Buffy's neck. He's all over the place. Yeah. He's scary, and he has
1: to feed for the master.
0: Okay. Again, he's so dramatic, and he says to Darla and DeBarge. So dramatic. You dally with this child?
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Okay. Backstory for Luke. Mm-hmm. He's old because he later on we find out he got almost slayed in Madrid or something in the 1500s. Oh,
1: this checks.
0: So I'm going to say, without doing real research, you ever been
1: clubbing in Spain? All this is going to check. It's all
0: going to check. But I bet Luke was like working at the Globe Theater with our boy, Billy Shakespeare. But he never got the lead roles.
1: Sure. No, he, he was, was the stage, so mad. Stage manager. He
0: was a stage, which we love a stage manager. We love a stage manager. He wanted to be, he wanted to be Romeo. He wanted to be Richard III. He, and he was just, he couldn't hack it.
1: He was the understudy.
0: He gets turned and he dedicates the rest of his vampiric existence to being the biggest fucking drama queen I've ever met in my life.
1: You think this, you think the master turned him? Yes, sir. Is that that where the loyalty lies?
0: I think so. We'll, we'll, the, I'll get into that in the spoilers, but yes, I think the master turned him.
1: So we have our first sleigh of the series. Oh, yes. Debarge Debarge. and Darla. No, just Debarge. Just Debarge. Which they seem like vamp swingers to me. Like Debarge and Darla. (laughs) Like they got something going on that they've been cooking something up for centuries.
0: I bet they all do. Vampires are, they're free with, with their sexuality.
1: The show is so open and forward for its time. It's great.
0: I mean, we'll get more so as we go. So, DeBarge bits, bites bites. Sorry, wrong with no, that. that. Debarge bites the dust. Goner. Multiple puns there because they. That's a. I a- love a- how a- they a- handle vamp deaths in the show. They either happen off camera to mm-hmm. save money. Lo- love a love a conservative person. Whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Do you- no okay sorry let's go back. Love love budgetary concern, mm. and then they love dust budget minded right director. And I do believe I'm probably going to paraphrase this wrong, but Joss Whedon, they came up with this idea of dusting because someone, either him or someone on the team was like, how do you exist in this place where there's just like vamp bodies everywhere?
1: Yeah, that was like my one of my questions later on as we get into the series. It's like, who's cleaning up the cemetery?
0: And so if they dust, that takes care of that. And then in the beginning, all you could you just if if once they establish that they dust, it can happen off camera because they have the like.
1: Yeah, you need the sound effect. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so it, I think it's genius. I love it. Works for me. Works for me. So DeBarge is dead. And the but vamp. Oh, go ahead.
1: Buffy takes a beating.
0: Luke is kicking her ass a bit. It's concerning. Buffy's
1: like getting thrown around. Mm-hmm. And Luke's just like, it's like a cat and mouse. Like he's, he's not. He's just like playing with his meal before he.
0: Exactly. And he's, he's scary. Like they do a good job of like showing the horror in this because he scares me. Yeah. Drama queen aside, like he's a big guy, and Sarah Michelle Geller looks for all her PT, PTA yeah. mom outfit. She looks very small. Yeah. And yeah, it's scary.
1: He's a scary vamp, but at the same time, I mean, he's going to talk you to death.
0: He's going to talk you. What is it? Yeah. The race of man covered the earth. Like, blood. Get on with it. Their blood will flow like wine, and the master yes. will walk amongst them.
1: He's explaining
0: the harvest. The harvest, yeah. which. We now Wait. get into
1: dot dot dot. Stay tuned. Stay tuned
0: because we leave this episode with Buffy being S- thrown into a coffin, yes, stone co- a sarcophagus, yeah. I guess, and then it says to be continued. No, oh, no, what's gonna happen? <laughs> that was it. That was welcome to the Hellmouth, the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We did it. We wow did it. What do you think?
1: It was a little clunky in production value.
0: Okay. But Fair.
1: but there's something there.
0: there. There's a lot there. There's,
1: there's <laughs> a lot there. Luke and Jesse. Sander Willow.
0: The drama, Giles and Buffy. Creepy guy. We don't know his name yet. who's wearing a velvet jacket. Yeah. We don't know. Who is that guy going to end up being? Well, we don't have to worry about it because he doesn't <laughs> bite. Sure he doesn't. I mean, if does.
1: that's not like a lead
0: i don't know what i don't know what you're talking about ryan don't Mm -hmm. know what you're talking about so again this is my favorite show so i'm definitely biased i loved this episode yes it is not where it will be in terms of production value and writing and characterization but it it's uh, God, this holds such a special place in my heart because it's where we first meet Buffy. And I mean, to guess to go into the stake ratings, which this oh, is something we're going to be doing each episode, we're going to give it a rating. One out of five stakes. One god awful. Don't want to watch it again. And even for someone like me yeah, who loves this series, there are episodes where I, I will skip a couple during my rewatch and we'll get to those. They're in later seasons, but we'll get to those. Okay. And five being perfection. Love it. Great. I gave Welcome to the Humble the Four. Oh. Because again, coming out strong. I, yes. There is some clunkiness. It is a pilot. So they're they're still trying to find their footing. But the strengths and the establishment of Buffy as a strong female character and just she's so she's Buffy right off the gate. We get Willow right off the gate. We get Xander. We get Giles. And It's just, uh, I think for the first episode for what will become such a groundbreaking series, they did a great job. So yeah, four for me.
1: Okay, cool. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a three.
0: Yeah, I figured. It's
1: a solid three. Yeah. The production value is pretty low. Um, Yeah, But I have to, I mean, it's not a two. It's not a one because of the same points that you made. I agree with that. The story, they're laying the groundwork. I want, I want more. I want to know what's going to happen in episode two. Which these are back-to-back, right? Yeah. They're, they're really one large episode that's going to split up. Exactly. So, well, yeah, <laughs> I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. And, and that was really just really my first impression. When, like, when I first started watching this sometime early in 2023, by yeah. just to see, like, what all the fuss was about with <laughs> you and Buffy. I was like, okay, cool. If you aren't watching this show, I probably would not have continued to watch the show after the first episode. I other than Sarah Michelle Gellar and and knowing now, looking back, that it's a cult following. And I'm like, right. okay, so there's something there. Like, I want to stick with it.
0: Well, you're committed now. i committed
1: now. <laughs> I mean, I was committed even when I was watching. I, I was am. like, hey, this was the first episode. But, you know, there, there are those shows that you watch and you're like, okay, this is the first time out the box. We're going to yes. give it a little bit of grace because it's the first one. Let's we'll see where they go with this. But. Right. The characters are there. I like the setup. Yeah. So I want to continue. So solid
0: three. Yeah. yeah, Maybe three and a half. Oh, thank you. I think think it's a three and a half for sure. For sure. All right. Cool. I don't think we're going to have a spoiler section today because it's the first episode. We've been talking your ears off long enough. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's unfair because I could spoil the whole show just based off some things in this episode. So we're not going to get into it. Right. So I guess that does it for Once More today. Be sure to follow us on our social media. We're at Once More Podcast on Instagram, Once More Podcast on TikTok.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Once More Podcasts. We will see you for episode two of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Harvest.
0: I'm Jen Katz. And I'm Ryan Something. And remember, their blood will flow as wine and the master will walk amongst them. Bye. Later, dude.